welcome back to another episode of Cherishing Scripture Podcast. I am Zach, and I'm here tonight with Jeremy, Nathan, and Pastor Rayleigh. How are y'all doing? Doing well. Awesome. Great. You? Good, good. I'm doing well. Uh, thanks for asking. Uh, tonight, we're speaking on something very interesting. Uh, I think the title of it's going to be The Peace Killer. Uh, so let's just go ahead and dive right into it. Remember, uh, as a reminder, on our last episode, we talked a lot about curing the war in the church. Uh, and that was found in verses 5 through 10. So now we find ourselves in James chapter 4, and verse number 11. So go ahead and read that for us, Pastor. Speak not evil one of another, brethren. He that speaketh evil of his brother and judgeth his brother speaketh evil of the law and judgeth the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who art thou that judgest another? That's verses 11 and 12. That's pretty interesting, you know. In a society where we live where they're just begging for a verse to say, don't judge me. The Bible says you shouldn't judge. Um, I think ultimately by the end of this we can come to a conclusion that's not necessarily what the word is speaking about here. No. Uh, But let's just go ahead and dive straight into it. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, uh, the liberal mindset or the liberal individuals they only know two verses they only know the verse that says god is love and the other verse that says judge not lest you be judged hmm. those are their two favorite verses there's the only ones that they've memorized <laughs> and uh sadly they live life according to those verses but those same uh the same people who spoke those words said he which is spiritual judgeth all things and so uh passing judgment is uh, in some in some cases a verdict that's needful you know, if a person is guilty of a crime, there has to be a judgment. If there's a person who has uh, violated the civil rights of another individual, there has to be a judgment. And so it is needful that there be judgment, but at the same time, in the context of brothers, it's forbidden. It's, in fact, prohibited here. Uh, uh, speak not evil one of another, brethren. And the cheapest form of judgment available is to say something about somebody. Yeah. passing judgment on them verbally and speaking something evil, speaking something untrue, speaking something unkind. Uh, it's amazing how this stuff gets circulated through churches. Uh, you can say something about somebody that's not even remotely true. And because uh, we are so carnal, self-seeking, as we talked about last week, you know, uh, our hearts are far away from God. There's arrogance. And, there's, and, and again, it's, a, it's another form of, of pride and arrogance to... Uh, to say, oh, I knew it. I knew that Nathan Waters, or I knew that, you know, that Jeremy Boggs, or whoever. I, I knew that Nathan. guy was a scoundrel. <laughs> I knew that guy was a loser, and so um, it almost elevates self, you know, to be able to say, I saw this coming. I knew this was going to happen, mm-hmm. and uh, and to incite that by starting it, you know, by saying, you know, uh, I remember one time somebody started a rumor because they had, they had. Uh, uh, you know, they made the statement that they had seen me uh, pulled over on the side of the road uh, by by a, a sheriff's sheriff's, dep- sheriff's deputy. I saw our pastor, and there was a, a, a he was with the sheriff's deputy on the side of the road, and uh, uh, you know, so that rumor got started. You know that Brad Bailey's in trouble with the law. What they didn't understand is I was working for the sheriff's office, and naturally I would be there. Yeah. You know, but that's how junk gets started. You know, that's how garbage gets going and junk gets started, and. Uh, it's evil speaking, and it's forbidden yeah. prohibited in this passage. On the topic of gossip, I've heard it said, and I completely agree with it. Even if it's true, still gossip. 
Yes, sir. It doesn't matter whether it's true or a lie. What matters is gossip is gossip. Exactly. You know, it's amazing to me. Someone said once, uh, Christianity is the only uh, army, is the only thing that kills their wounded. Yes. It's so sad. We see the weaker brethren oftentimes, and people just, and they're, they're the first to step on them and just push them down deeper. And it's it's a sad state that we live in that we're such so self-seeking uh, as a society that we'd be willing to speak evil of our own brethren. And, you know, it happens. And here's the thing. Ultimately, this is what you have to realize. Okay? Um, a person that is in this state, uh, that they have a bad uh, habit of talking bad about people. Once again, I said this last week. People will sit there. I know people that do it to me, and they may not even think I know they do it, uh, but they'll sit there and smile and shake my hand, and they'll go behind my back and talk to people that know me, yeah. talk to people that are friends with me. And it's like some of these people are people you look up to. It's to insane. Do it. It's insane. It's people it's that you really look insane. up to, and it, it's as if people don't realize that some people do struggle with stuff. Uh, and um, it says here, speak not evil one of another, brethren. So he, he's obviously talking here once again. He's talking about brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, and people are just attacking and speaking evil of fellow believers. Huh. And that's just a sad state to get to that point. And... Uh, you know what Proverbs says about that? Uh, everyone knows it. These six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are abomination unto him. One of them is right after the first one, a proud look. The second is a lying tongue. Yep. And then if you go down to the last one, a false witness that speaketh lies. And he that soweth discord among brethren. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's seven of them, and two of the seven are sins of the tongue. Right. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's... It is the most readily available sin. It's easier to get, easier to participate in than any other sin. You know, that's why if we go back to chapter number three, you know, he talks about the sins of the tongue. He talks about it so vividly, illustrates it, you know, as a small rudder on a ship, as a bit in a horse's mouth, mm-hmm. or how great a fire a little, uh, or how great a matter a little, little fire kindleth. Um, the thing that stands out in this to me is he elevates this from just simple garden variety character assassination you know speaking evil of another brother he says in this passage especially verse number 11 he says it's uh it's speaking evil of the law mm. and the reason why is because this you know you you cited proverbs brother nathan about uh you know the the seven things the lord hates proverbs is full of wisdom on this stuff about speaking evil of your brother about the gossiping tongue the lying tongue and so on and so forth and so when we do this, uh, you know, I was looking at the commentary here from John Wesley. When we do this, John Wesley says, Thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge of it. Thou settest thyself above, as it were, condemning it. Mm-hmm. So when we speak evil of a brother in violation of God's clearly stated law that we should not be doing that, we are sitting in in a state of superiority over the law and that takes us back to our discussion from last week that's a that's a gross arrogance yeah. i know more than god does about this person mm-hmm. and i'm going to say more than god would say you know i'm going to give you the privilege of hearing something that even god would not tell you about this person right. that's it, that's insane i it may just be me but sometimes i even think that people do this just to almost feel better about themselves yeah. in the situation because here's the reality uh people that have talked bad about me have also come up to me and talked to me 
about other people. And it's just like some people, they just can't help but talk about someone's weaknesses. They feed off of it. They, yeah. they almost feed off of that, yeah. and they, they need it. They need to know that other people are weak uh, because, it, once again, it goes back to that power struggle that we were talking about. Um, what was that message that you preached where you said uh, that's none of our business? Yeah, what we hear. Yeah, I had three people bring that message up just today. Yeah, you're the fourth person. <laughs> uh, that that wasn't even the title of that message, yeah. but that was a point that I made in that message about you know that it, you know mind your own business and let every man tend to his own affairs and study to be quiet. It's mm-hmm. all you know, right there in that immediate context. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just none of your, it's none of our it's not for me to sit in judgment of a brother. Right. We are we are co equals. Mm-hmm. A brother and I, a sister in the Lord, we're co equals. There's there's neither one superior to the other. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what he makes clear in this passage. And, and, and most most of the time, when you when you see people that are involved in gossiping and and uh, speaking evil of one another, those are the ones that they struggle with it themselves. So they have to soothe their own conscience by destroying someone else's character. It makes them look better. And it goes back to what we talked about, about pride in the first couple of verses. You know, it's it's a soothing to their emotions. Yeah. Here's my uh, so-called hot take on this. You know, one thing that really just fires me up and makes me mad uh, is when people sit here and they try to cover it with some form of holiness. And they're like, man, I'm just concerned about this person, but they do X, Y, and Z. Uh, my stance on this is if you're so concerned about someone that you're speaking evil of your brother, why don't you just go to them and tell them you're concerned? Instead of going around to, why are you uh, talking to Lady Loose Lips right, and Mrs. Wigglejaws, why don't you just go to the person that matters and tell them, hey, I see this tendency in your life. And I'm concerned about you because you're a brother and I love you and I want to help you instead of just going around to everybody else. Because here's the reality. Oftentimes, people already have an image of someone before they ever meet them. And it's because of what people have said about them. Right? Uh, And it just tears me up because not necessarily that it's me, but it happens to everyone. Uh, People have have this happen to them all the time. And why is it? It's because people are too cowardly to go up and tell the person, hey, I'm concerned about you. I see this tendency in your life. So they'd just rather go around and tell everybody else about it. And 95% of the time when when they're confronted about it, they say, oh, I I didn't mean anything by that. Mm. But this this doesn't allow for even the innocent conversation or the, the, the conversation that is, you know, less benign, it doesn't even allow for that because it says when you do this, you are speaking evil of the law of God. This is the very words of God that you're sitting in judgment of, and it's incredibly dangerous to do that. I mean, we're talking about, you know, being in danger of hell fire mm. here when you're sitting in, in judgment of God's law. And if we have this problem here because I'm sure there's people that are listening are like, well, if you don't say anything bad about the sin well then how is anything going to be corrected but as far as god's word is concerned there's three ways and one if they're in your church they're a brethren they are going to be hopefully under sound preaching like we are here at brandon baptist tabernacle and most of the time the preaching of the word will will be able to straighten that out Uh, also along with uh, the conviction of the holy spirit and those those are wonderful at sorting out issues and then the last one there is you were kind of hinting on it, Zach, but uh, 
what the Bible says about church discipline and how that is supposed to be carried out. And not once does it ever say about going to someone else and slandering someone's character. It's always confronting the person one-on-one. And then the verse that's taken out of context a lot, where two or three are gathered together and in my name I am there, mm-hmm. uh, that's referring to church discipline. If, if there's a fault with a brother and you go to that brother. Go to I, your brother. And I think it's, what, two or three times? And then after yeah. that, you, you take you another first, brother. You go personally, so it's just a two-person right. meeting. And then if there's if he won't hear you, if he won't repent, then you take a witness. Right. And then if that doesn't work, then you take it before the whole church. And right. then if that wasn't, doesn't work, you treat him as a heathen man of the public. But it has nothing. You know, I had a pastor from South Carolina call the other day. He was, talking, he was asking some advice about, you know, what do I do? Because he had a, a church member that was coming to his church from another church. And uh, and he said, I'm really leery about taking these people from this other church, you know, because we've, we've worked and interacted with this other church for a long time. He said, but they're coming. And so my question for him was, I said, are they under church discipline? Because if they're under church discipline from another church, you don't have liberty to receive them under your congregation without the verdict from that other church being given. And mm-hmm. so he said, well, they started church discipline, and he's, but he said it went immediately from uh, it went immediately from a one-on-one conversation to telling it to the whole church, and they skipped step number two altogether. That's not church discipline. That won't work, mm-hmm. you know. And so, yeah, I mean, there has to be this, uh, this system that we follow. You know, there has to be a respect. There has to be due process. And if that stuff is not uh, if that stuff is not really given close attention, it turns into just a big gossip session. Even if it's in a business meeting or a prayer, quote unquote prayer meeting, right? right. We're yeah. praying. We're praying for Nathan. You know, I, this or I'm praying for Zach. You know, because of this. Yeah. And a lot of times, even a prayer meeting can turn into a gossip session. Well, yeah, and it's clothed in this cloak of. <clears throat> Oh, well, I'm concerned for brother so and so and for yeah. sister so and so because I I see this in their life and you're just waiting for people to say something with you. Right. And then you never go to the person. Yeah. It just it blows my mind. And you want to talk about one thing that destroys peace, like our title says, the peace killer? It's when someone figures out that you've just been talking bad about them. Oh, yeah. Because listen, um, I'm just going to be quite frank. For me, with people that I know that have done it to me, it's hard for me to go up and shake their hand it's and smile like I know them. Yeah. It's hard for me to smile and think that all those words when they came up to me and said, Hey, brother, I uh, was thinking about you. I was praying for you. I love you. It's hard to think about that stuff because uh, you saw these tendencies yeah. in my life. You were so concerned about it, but all you did was go behind my back and Tell just talk to is. people about me and never confront me on the issue. It's good we point. can follow Paul's example when in Galatians, our study on Galatians, he went straight to Peter. Yes, he didn't go around anything else. He went straight to Peter. Exactly. And hey, it, it wasn't his his conversation with Peter wasn't just hey Peter, I see this and I'm concerned about you. He's like hey, why do you go among the Jews and act like a Jew and then come among the Gentiles and eat pork and he act didn't like mince a Gentile? Words. He said you are to be blamed. Yeah, yeah he didn't you know? listen. So, I'm look, not saying that's go. The, that's up the to place someone. to have that conversation face to face, man to man, person to person, the people that matter. If there's if if a stiff conversation has to be had, that's the time to do it. Yeah, you know? and once again, here's the thing. I don't care whoever it is. I I'm sure if you pull everybody and ask, I would rather have a tough conversation with someone coming up to me and telling me like it is than I would have them going around and telling everybody else that they're air quotes concerned about me. And yeah. you you know the beauty of it, the way that God has designed this 
after those tough conversations, those are when you gain the most real friendships you'll ever have. There's healing and there's peace. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's genuine because you earned it. Mm-hmm. You, you paid the price and you earned it. Hey, what tells someone that you love them more? Um, going around behind them and just talking about them or going up to them and being like, you're doing this and you know that's wrong. Yeah. Right. Which one actually tells them love? In a two-way right. conversation. Hey, by the way, I think this needs to be added too. I think this all... I think this also includes the preacher who jumps up behind the podium and starts rebuking people in the conversation in a one-way conversation where they can't, uh, where they can't respond. I think that's wrong. Yeah, yeah. You know that traps them in an unbiblical setting in which they are. Now I understand there's a there's a time for rebuke, but even Paul had enough respect for Peter to do it face to face and give Peter an opportunity to give a rebuttal. Yeah, and I think uh, part of that goes back to. Um, like you were saying, uh, one of preachers out there, and he's doing that. Um, I think a cure to that is just expository preaching. Yeah. You can't you can't sit there and target someone and alienate someone because um, you're you're going verse by verse, uh, text by text. And what happens is if people don't do this expository preaching, uh, they don't follow what's next in the text. To every other church member, it seems like um, good preaching. It seems like something that the Lord has given to them. But the preacher knows that it's something that he's aggravated with someone and he's targeting this and them. And the person knows that the preacher's aggravated with them and he's <laughs> targeting it at them. And then, just quite frankly, that person's going to sit there and harden their heart. Yeah. And then they're going to become hardened to things that they shouldn't be hardened to because they just got chastised from behind the pulpit. Yep. Which is unjust. It's severe, it's unjust, and it should not be done. Yeah. Well, look what he says in verse number 11. He says that if you sit there and you judge a brother, um, he says you speak evil. If you're speaking evil of your brother and you judge your brother, you're speaking evil of the law and you judge the law. But if thou judge the law, here's this simple reality. If you judge the law and if you're judging your brother and you're speaking evil of your brother, <laughs> you're, you're not, not a doer, doer of the law. Right. Right. You're, you're being a judge. judge. Two completely different things. You are operating as if you are the law. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Which and that's I, why he says in verse twelve, opening line, verse twelve, there is one lawgiver. Yeah. You know, don't put this all goes back to that pride context. You know, these people that do this, the insanity of what they're doing is they're in this very arrogant mindset in which they say, "I got some news about Jeremy, and everybody needs to hear it." You know, and it it's becomes almost a god complex. It is they a feel very, like they're putting their very self, similar to that. They're standing on the outside saying, "Man, look at this person." Uh, let let me go tell everybody about what this person's doing. Yeah. Oh, but I'm concerned about them. But the warning here, verse twelve: there is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So think about that. When you're going behind uh, the person's back that you need to be speaking to, are you greater than God? Are you able to save and to destroy someone? If those answers are no, then who are you to stand in the position you're standing in? James almost right. puts you in your place. He says, who art thou that judges another? Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Yeah. Listen, to what, uh, listen to what Adam Clark, probably one of the most reliable commentators, uh, here's what Adam Clark said, quote, No one could speak evil of his brother without denying God and becoming an atheist. Mm. Wow. That's strong. Those are you, strong words. If you talk bad about somebody behind their back, you are conducting yourself like an atheist, meaning it is as if God is deaf or God is blind, or in that moment you imagine that God is non existent. Wow. You know, uh, and I think 
I can't Gossip remember if it was practicing a, atheism. Mm. It may have been That's strong, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Ouch. Uh, we I think it was Nathan. I uh, just recently spoke about preachers getting up and preaching about a certain sin or a certain problem and speaking about it and then falling, uh, uh, falling in a state of uh, falling to those same sins. And yeah. I think that's the same thing that can happen here. You need to be very careful where you put yourself, judging people. Speaking evil of people because you're putting a target on your back. You you're making yourself it. a very big target. My thing is, why would you want to lose that fellowship with that brother? Yeah. Because if I have an issue, and well, if I'm going behind Zach's back and talking to everybody, and then something comes up in my life, and the only person that understands that is Zach, and now I've lost my fellowship with bridges. him, I'm all alone. We're all in this one fight together. Why lose a yeah. brother? Yeah, just because of something you heard. And you know, it, yeah. once again, it just amazes me. Um, just me as a person. If you know me, you know that I don't necessarily wear my emotions on my sleeves, but I definitely tell you what I'm thinking. Yeah. I don't mince words. I don't hide it. And um, I think Nathan, once he was my, uh, he was a player underneath me as a coach. He realized that I don't really care if you like me <laughs> or not. I'm just going to tell you the truth. Um, tell you what I'm thinking. Facts don't and, care and about your feelings. And here's the thing. Yeah, facts don't <laughs> care about your feelings. I've heard that said. Here's the thing. I would rather be able to go up to Nathan and correct Nathan on something he did and then tell him I love him and mean it. Because yeah. me telling him is me showing him by point, pointing out the mistakes in his life. That's right. But if I was to go behind my back to Jeremy and talk about Nathan, how can I go up to Nathan and tell him that I love him? And more importantly... If word gets back to Nathan that I've been talking bad about Nathan, how can Nathan ever believe that I care for him in any form or fashion? Mm. Yep. Mm. Yep. It's actually a form of hatred because we really usurp the position of God. We become the law. We become the law, the interpreter of the law, and the enforcer of the law with our tongue. That's why there's such a huge section here going all the way back into chapter 3 about the tongue, the tongue, the tongue. And this and this is just builds on, I think chapter 4 is really just built on pride, arrogance, pride, and arrogance. Yep. And here it kind of uh, comes to the pinnacle or the climax. He's saying here, stop speaking evil of your brother. Stop talking down about your brother, especially not to them. Go up to them, talk to them. Be man enough to go up to a person and tell them the tendencies you see. Don't just go behind their back and destroy their character. Yeah. Right. Because here's the reality. Once again, we're all sinners, saved by grace. Yeah. Amen. I I am just as much a sinner yep. as Nathan is. Yeah. Now, are my right. weaknesses the same as Nathan's weaknesses? No. No. Are pastors' weaknesses the same as mine? No. No, absolutely not. But nonetheless, I know that he's a sinner. I know that I'm a sinner, and I know that look at learning from the examples of the men in the Bible that if we see an issue, we need to go up. And talk to that person, and not as he says here in chapter four, verse eleven, speak evil of your brethren. Because once again, that's just a very, very easy way to kill the peace. Yep. And I thought I think we need to include here the fact he specifies brethren. So this is a a, a fellow believer who's trying. Hmm. They may not be perfect, and there may be plenty of material to talk about, but they're trying. Yep. And when you uh, become the law. To that person, you condemn and judge and take them back. Um, they lose valuable progress when they're hurt by the tongue of an individual that should have known better. How many mm-hmm. people do you meet on a day-to-day basis that say they don't go to church anymore because 
of they were hurt by certain circumstances in the church. They figured out sometimes even the pastor was going behind their back and just talking to people. You know, I could say this uh, with a clean conscience. I, there's never been a time I have went out to a meal with Pastor Bailey and he's talked bad about someone. Now, he's mentioned tendencies that he saw, but it wasn't talking bad about them. He was talking about trying to figure out what he wanted to do to help this person. Uh, He was talking about uh, what the steps he may have to take, but it was never speaking evil of them or trying to force a narrative about somebody. Yeah. You know, another thing that, uh, you know, that we could point out here as well is that, uh, uh, and this may have to come up later, but uh, there, 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 there are certain contexts in which we have to do some talking. Mm. You know, F.B. Meyer here, he said, uh, do not speak of men but to them when their faults confront you. And so we do have to talk about it. We're not forbidden. To, we, we're not told here, zip your lip and never talk. Right. It's just talk to the right people with the right spirit, right mindset. And then there are occasions, you know, the the whole book of First Corinthians was uh, somebody came to Paul and said, we got problems in the church. Hmm. And Paul didn't condemn them for that. He wrote the letter to, to the Corinthians and said, I have heard. It has been reported to me. It has been spoken of to me that there's a man in your congregation who's committing sin that doesn't even resemble what a Gentile would do. He's he's <laughs> romantically yeah. in, in, involved with his stepmom. Yeah. And yeah. so, hey, look, the news has to be circulated, but it has to be done in the right context with correction as a goal. It can't be character assassination. It yeah. has to be done uh, with restoration, with uh, correction, and with uh, edification in mind. Yep, and and any time I've experienced this, I've realized it works better when you just go to that person. Yes. It's just so much easier, so much better. So biblical. Yep. And also, I know we're closing, but as sort of a side note, Christians need to learn how to grow some thicker skin and be able to... Very true. Learn how to deal with things being said about them and learn how to deal with it in a right manner rather than just packing up their bags every time and moving yep. churches. Mm-hmm. Yep. If we track, if I tried to track down everything that's being said about me, I'd be wasting whole portions of my life. Mm. You just can't track it all day. You just got to be thick-skinned and let a lot of it go. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's something that I've had to re- learn recently. It's just people are going to say stuff about me. People aren't going to like me. They may not like the way I act. They may not like the way I dress. But that's okay. I can't. I can't convince everybody. I know what's real in my heart. That's right. I know. I know who I am and where I stand, and I'm just gonna stay right there. Yeah. Yep. And be okay with it. So go ahead and wrap this up for us, brother Jeremy. All right. <clears throat> Again, if you would like to know more information about any of these podcasts, you can check us out on YouTube or Facebook. We try to keep up and post all that stuff there. Um, definitely come in and check out our church services we do those every sunday and wednesday um and then times are listed on the website you can check all those out enjoy that's a blessing let's pray guys father thank you for the ability that we have in our tongue to praise you but we also understand lord that there is uh, as james called it the poison of a serpent under under our tongue and our tongue can bless men and curse god or vice versa, it can bless God and curse men. And, and in some way, there's an insanity that we tend to adopt when we think that that's a likelihood or even a possibility. We pray today, Lord, that you would sanctify our tongues, our conversations, uh, help us to bring an end 
to the verbal war that goes on in many churches and protect ourselves first and then protect our ministry secondarily by obeying what you say in your word. Thank you for the writer. Thank you for James for the content of this passage and uh, help us to grow from it and all of our listeners as well. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.